Hope you're doing okay out there tonight. We're wearing our masks. We're being safe. And welcome to another edition of the Off the Lift Radio Show, live from the Santa Cruz boardroom. Show number 369. I will pick up my microphone. 369th show, and tonight's guest, Neil, introduce him. The one and only. The chi- he's been on the show a few times. Mm-hmm. Okay, the one and only. Third. What's that? Third time. Third time. The chief of police, Santa Cruz chief of police, Santa Cruz, California chief of police. Andreas Milosevic. <laughs> <laughs> El Jefe. El Jefe's here. <laughs> chief Andy Mills in the house. Andy Mills, welcome to the show. Hey, yeah. thank you. It's good to be here should again. We, should we give him a good time or grind him or? Well, Whoa. again, uh, you guys out there watching, uh, we're, we run a skeleton crew here for the show during uh, the pandemic, so we will not be able to take your comments on the air. No. So um, we apologize for that in advance. But uh, if you do say where you're listening from, which we love to know where uh, you guys are listening and watching from, uh, after the show we'll comment and say hi. If anybody's listening. Yeah. When we're speaking up, we're screaming because of the uh, – Check, check. Do you want to talk about that basketball shot you just made? So, everybody, <laughs> the chief has his soda, and it actually was a soda, and he takes the last sip and goes, hey, where's the trash? Well, 25 <laughs> yards that way, there's a trash. And I said, if you can, like joking, just throw it in the trash can over there. The sky hook. The chief just flicks it. <laughs> the sky hook. <laughs> Nothing but net. Nothing. Swish. <laughs> first of all, TC, mm-hmm. we, and I'm going to first, firstly and lastly, I'm going to thank you, uh, First and foremost, for being here, and how's your family? And d- don't you have a new grandchild? I've got all kinds of grandchildren now. <laughs> yeah, everybody's. Does she a new model? Yeah, a new addition? Yeah, she is. Um, a little chunko, uh, baby fat coming out every beautiful you know, part beautiful. of her body. Yeah, she's a cute baby. But uh, what's her name? Her name is Scout. 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 Yes, we like that. Yeah. Name. We know another Scout. Mm-hmm. Scout Robin. Scout Jesse. And how is old is Scout now? Scout is uh, two months now. Wow. And yeah, she's, she's the newest. She's four of four. Yeah. And uh, doing great. And uh, thank you for asking. And Very the welcome. kids are doing great. And Good. Although, Good. although they're all going. Yeah, eight shit. Oh, because they yeah. can't surf. Right. And Did you say um, four grandkids? Four grandchildren. Wow. And, and uh, three girls, uh, daughters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, long story short, they all surfers at La Jolla Shores and South Mission, and right. they can't no, paddle they out. Can't. So they're just going no. crazy. Can you share with, us, uh, share with us before we start about the incredible job your staff is doing uh, and the response from the public, I think, has been, you know, overwhelming. They wouldn't, you, wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't have known, right? No. You know, it's uh, it's really uh, – anytime there's a crisis, yeah. it, uh, it's really the outpouring of support. Yeah. You see who the quiet people are in a community. Yeah. And so – just about choking me to death. <laughs> um, so long story short, I mean, people are stopping by every day, waving, honking, thumbs up, yeah. dropping off, you know, sodas and sandwiches and right. cookies. And my wife bakes cookies once a week for our troops also because uh, w- we just want them to know how much support they have from the general community. And right. it's, it's immense. Yeah. And they've been doing a fantastic job. I mean, even yesterday was just busy. Yeah. You know, we had a kidnapping uh, that came out of Sacramento. And the officer spotted, spotted the car wow. and, and got it stopped and uh, recovered the, the young person who had been kidnapped and right. uh, took the suspect into custody for a variety of crimes. And then we also uh, tracked down the guy who had um, hurt that woman over on uh, River Street. Yeah. Um, you know, he was shooting up some drugs and she confronted him and she wound up beating him up. 
Um, he beat her up, excuse me. And, uh, but we identified him within 24 hours, got him picked up at his home in Live Oak, and he's now sitting behind bars, you know, multiple probation yeah. uh, terms. And uh, so that's kind of what we're seeing. Yeah. I enjoy seeing that on your social media, by the way. Yeah. Uh, on, the, on, the, on the force social media, because right. you guys love to keep the community informed. Informed. Yeah. And, and what I also like seeing when you guys say apprehend a, a, a suspect like that is the community's response. Right. Because I don't think they often get a chance to say thank you. Right. And at least in a social media and way, they and can. And you get to see who they caught, too. You're like, that guy's, yes. not, gonna, that guy's not happy that he's got his pictures, his pictures all over Facebook. And it just, you know, it's any deterrent you can get. I had a question I was going to ask you just real quick about suspects is um, being a retailer. Is, is, is If somebody was to break into a retail building, is it considered looting if they're closed through a s- stay-at-home order? Yeah, so the, um, the penal code section for looting, 463 PC, in case somebody wants to look it up, is um, that any theft of a, like of a burglary or something of that nature during a national crisis, um, whether it's God-made or, you know, mm-hmm. or virus, man-made or a virus or, 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 or whatever right. it is, um, is considered looting. So we immediately started charging people with looting. And uh, so everybody we got in custody for commercial burglary, breaking in buildings and whatnot, uh, we went and charged them with looting also. And then on top of it, um, we also hit them with that SIP violation. Right. Now we hope that they'll take those seriously when it goes to the courts mm-hmm. because that could be up to $1,000 a pop. Hmm. Um, now most people that we deal with don't have a penny to their name. Right. So we don't, we're not going to get too excited at this point. Right. But we figure hit them with what we can. And, um, and the deterrent. And the, as a deterrent and as an educational piece and as a, a way of saying, you know, this now is not the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys like you are running businesses. I mean, you're, you're, I'm sure you've taken in a store. It's like none of us could possibly. Oh, yeah, no, ima- absolutely. Imagine. And so for some schluck to come and, Take you know, it. steal something of yours, mm-hmm. it just inflames us all, including all the cops. Right. right. I mean, we have had it. We did have one attempted break-in, but it was foiled with a fantastic security system that we have. Good. Um, but, yeah, that's a nice question I ask because, man, that's a, that is a problem. Have you increased the force in an, uh, for this? Well, we yeah. haven't increased the overall force, but we've increased how we deploy to put more people on the streets. It seems like there's more people on the streets. Yeah, we put more people on the streets. We've, we've gone to 12-hour days instead of 10-hour days, so it gives us an extra, you know, 50 people times two hours gives you an extra a lot of bodies out there. Right. And, um, and so that has been very helpful because now what we're doing is um, burglary prevention. Okay. So we have put out officers undercover. Yep. in our commercial districts in Santa Cruz and um, have them heavily patrol that area looking for people breaking into stuff. Awesome. And I've seen uh, a couple of times where people have got uh, where the officers have stopped a homeless person and then I, s- I skateboarded by one yesterday over there on Ocean Street. There's always like five officers there. We've just seen one homeless person. Why is, wha- and I'm sure there's a reason for it, why is there so many officers just de- tackling or dealing with one homeless person that's w- done whatever they did? Well, it just depends. Um, we have a lot of training units out right now. Okay. So we put people through the academy, and then for the next four and a half months, they're out in the field with a senior officer. So right. if just two cars shows up, that's four people. And sometimes you get a supervisor who will come to the scene also. So th- it's not un- unusual for that. Okay. And then on top of it, um, there's a thing called self-dispatching. Sometimes something happens where it's kind of a goofy call, and you're like, hey, I want to go out and check that out. Right. right. I don't have something else going on. I'm just going to swing by and right, right, check take it a out. look at it and, and be amazed that you're never amazed. Yeah, but no, do you, 
I'm really impressed, by the way. He has actual notes, everybody. important people that take notes. I'm impressed. Right? Here's what I want to know. Who's in command between the city and the county, especially in regards to health? It just seems to be uh, – well, that I'm not, I'm not going to let you answer that. And where, and where are your orders handed down for, uh, for you because you're the top of the food chain as far as the police department is concerned? Yeah, so those are all good questions. Um, of course, because you wrote it last night after um, a couple <laughs> of top sales. 60 minutes. <laughs> Did you? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, the public health officer works for the county, and she makes the rules in terms of – what gets implemented in terms of public health. Can I stop you there for a sec? Yeah. She like, must have had a job for like the, for s- the 25 years, but she didn't do anything, it seems like. <laughs> and all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, she just, well, Dr. Right? Yeah, Dr. Newell, right? right. Yeah, she's but she's and she's, she's made some really big calls. She's up front and center. Well, you know, 42 years of policing. Uh, I started in 1977, so actually 43. Um, but I've never been through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people haven't, and probably most doctors haven't. Um, so even when you take a look at this, you, it's, we're all kind of operating in virgin territory. And then on top of it, we really didn't have a kind of a, I mean, intellectually you know, but practically you don't understand how much power uh, the public health officer has. Yeah. I mean, if she said, um, sheriff and police chiefs and you know cities, we want no ve- vehicular traffic in this county, and we want you to shut this county down. Everybody's going to stay inside their homes and get passed to get out and all that kind of thing. We would have to follow it. Hmm. And um, so uh, I think that she has tried to strike a pretty careful balance overall, yeah. listening to the you know citizens, listening to the elected officials, the city manager who's the emergency um, officer for the city. So he's in, co- in complete control of the city. Um, uh, he regularly talks with her. And, and interacts and says and gives his opinion to her on what the electors in our city want. Right. And, uh, you know, in terms of control and all that kind of thing. And then people have a great deal of influence. I'm sure you're aware that a lot of the surf community, we met with them, them on a Zoom call last Sunday. Yeah. To talk about what can we do to, you know, cut down the amount of people in the water, cut down the pe- amount of people on the beach. That's just two weeks ago. And um, a lot of the pro surfers were on it, you know, as well as, the, you know, the surf um, organizations in the community. And that was a really healthy conversation. And people were willing to chip in and really do some neat stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think this, you know, what you're seeing is a result of that, that there was some influence on the county. You, you, don't, wanna, you, don't, wanna he- you don't want to hear what's happening in Huntington Beach right now. No. 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 What, uh, do you know what happened today? Did I don't, I you just I don't know. I just saw yesterday. I just saw yesterday. Yesterday was, was, pissed off was crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, today was interesting. I drove over 17. I must have saw 30 cars with surfboards driving over the highway, you know, and I'm like, they just don't get it, you know. It's But did they approach you when, you know, Santa Cruz had a, a, a no surfing uh, moratorium for about, was that five days, I right, think? Right. Did they come to you to discuss that before it happened? Um, not directly. Um, th- what they did is they kind of make their decisions, and then we talk about it as a chief's organization. So the sheriff and uh, all the chief, chiefs of police here in the county, uh, we meet every day at 4 o'clock uh, via Zoom, talk about how it's going, make sure that we're all on the same page. We want consistent enforcement in all the cities. Um, so we, we want to make sure that we're all on the same page together. Right. And, um, hmm. and those people driving over the hill, PC, I think they're smart enough to like, okay, the beaches are closed, beaches, the parking lots are closed, but we can park in the neighborhood. Absolutely. We can, oh park, yeah. we can park on Portola and walk down to the Once beach Once they here. put their wetsuit on, They've 
slip through the system because you know you don't carry your ID in your wetsuit, and you you can make up an address. It's very you know, difficult. Not to don't do that. Stay home. It's very difficult to monitor. It is. It's tough. Well, first of all, it's not illegal for someone to come over here from another city. Right. And uh, you why not, not stay in place? No. No, they can come here to do their essential exercise. Really? Uh, yep. Uh, we, we specifically talked about that. Hmm. Our suggestion was, hey, make sure that you have to be from Santa Cruz to surf in Santa Cruz. Um, or, you know, or stay in the county or whatever the case may be. And that was specifically chosen not to do that. So right. they're actually not doing anything They're wrong. not doing anything illegal. Huh. That's um, really interesting. Now it's, it's annoying as hell. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, right. You know, to have people, you know, exercise in your own community. And, yeah. uh, and we even told you know some people that, and then we found out, oh, you actually can't can't do that. Hmm. That's Didn't really. Know that. um, so I know the tourists are or hotels here have been taking in, uh, right, dream in people swimming in the pool and having a good time. I'm sure the hotels up here are, are full. The ones are actually closed. Oh, they are. Oh, it's yeah. Closed? yeah, the one on the corner of Bromer's closed. Yeah. Yeah, that got blown out a lo little out of proportion. It now. did. Yeah. But we like that because we're you know we. Well, we're we're media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, park wherever you want. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we got to like twist it, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got no media shit, though, do we? <laughs> no, we don't do media stuff. We got NBC, <laughs> we got CBS, we got the boardroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's knock it out. Uh, I got a question about your staff. Anybody been affected or tested positive? You no. stole that from me, didn't you? No. You, <laughs> you I did not. I can't read. <laughs> my eyes are so I, That's all blurry. You, you can't read or you can't see. That's it all blurry. <laughs> I can't see it. That's the thing. But uh, nobody, everyone's good? Uh, we had um, initially, we got hit really hard. I mean, in fact, almost the whole detective bureau was out as well as I think uh, five or six patrol officers sick and, and really sick at home. A couple of them got tested and turned out they did not have uh, COVID-19, at least according to that, although there are a lot of false negatives. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're not sure. Maybe the antibodies will tell us differently, but we're just grateful that it didn't spread to the or organization. But real real early on, um, as soon as we saw what was happening in China, we, and we started listening to the, you know, some of the uh, uh, academics like Dr. Fauci and so forth, we started making uh, preparations quickly. We started ordering um, materials. Mm -hmm. um, we put um, sanitation um, procedures in place to make sure that the place was being scoured. We had hired people come in and fumigate the build. I mean, we really took it very seriously. So I think as a result, uh, we did well. Our officers, normally when you, you know, like you Hill Street Blues, you come in, you sit down, and the sergeant stands up and go get them, boys. Mm -hmm. You're safe out yeah. there, you know. Uh, we do that as well. However, now we do it outside. Uh, standing six feet apart with masks on, hmm. um, we we have them foam in and foam out of the cars uh, with disinfectant uh, for every shift. So um, we we're, we've stayed pretty healthy, and even for the prisoners, when we put them in our car, we give them those kind of masks. You can lift that microphone up. There you go. With me from the media, the media guy needs to tell <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, we give them masks. Uh, we put them on them if we can get to them, uh, put them on them so that uh, they're not breathing in the car and infecting our officers. I'm gonna oh, real quick, I'll say one more, we talk about that. Uh, I know that a lot of people that have been arrested weren't that normally would spend a night or two weren't, didn't. Right. Was there any problems from that of not keeping people in, in the jail to keep the – I understand to keep it, the numbers down. Yeah. And it could be – the infection is so bad. But do they come back out and do another crime? Some do. 
um, we certainly get uh, you know recidivistic uh, behaviors from people. Um, by and large, um, you know, first of all, you have to catch them. Mm -hmm. um, so to know that they did it, you have to catch them. But uh, yeah, it is problematic. And uh, but at the same time, I support the sheriff in that decision because if uh, we get COVID-19 in that jail, and let's say it goes on lockdown permanently, now I can't get real serious offenders in, like the kidnapping guy. Right. Um, and I would much rather have us not book the, the lesser offense people right now right. and save it so we can get to it than um, get it completely shut down and, and becomes a much different problem. So the ones who have to stay, they're staying? The ones that have to stay are staying. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you, you wake up every morning and like, thank God, so far, the homeless uh, population has not been affected by this virus as uh, of yet, and hopefully never. As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every day, and you know, it's a tough problem um, for those folks. Uh, there's no place to shelter uh, for them. Uh, some have no intent to shelter. Yeah. Um, you know, they just stand out and do what they normally do. Uh, but you know, I'm very concerned. We've done some research on food insecurity because you get two or 300 really hungry people roaming around, you got problems. Yep. Uh, not to mention, look at the thousands of people in line at these, at these uh, second harvest food you right. know, giveaways and stuff. And right. man, thank God for second harvest right. because there's a lot of people in financial trouble. Right. And um, so uh, we wanted, and we checked and we're, I think they're good for a few more months, and especially since the gracious donations that came in yep. from, the, from our community. Yep. Well, and, it just, and also the, they're, Around the shelter uh, in Harvey West, right? It's shoulder to shoulder down there. You know, it's very hard for them to so whether they are would or not. They're not social distancing around the shelter. Yeah, you know, I was out there yesterday um, looking for that guy that hurt that woman, and uh, with one of my deputy chiefs, we were just out there walking around and taking a look, surveilling the problem. And there's about 50 people who are, you know, you know, 30 to 50 people who are staying on Coral Street itself, mm -hmm. and. Um, so we went by, looked in the tents. You know, some of the tents had four or five people in them, little pup tents. And I, you know, you heard the word social distancing? Mm -hmm. And they all came out, oh, yeah, we forgot. But uh, the, the point is, it, it's tough. Yeah. Um, and we were very concerned that if it got into that community in a, in a significant way, it could really affect a lot of people. I and completely agree. Right. And well, and because they, they would get sick and just be like, I just have the flu. Right. And then mean, or not have the flu and just be right. symptomatic. Right. I mean, that's what that's why we took it so serious when Food Not Bombs fed about, you know, uh, about 100 or so people right outside the clock tower. And they were all mashed in right at the beginning of the right. COVID crisis. And there was, I mean, well, social distancing. There wasn't even, you couldn't get a dog hair between the people in there. They closed New Leaf to get an Aptos cuff in again for the second time. Oh, really? Right. Right. What's that? Is that right? Yeah, another nine cases of COVID. Another nine, ca uh, thir nine or 13 cases. Total? They, they closed it and she they reopened it again. Because it was, I think, I think it was kosher, and then this afternoon uh, they closed it again because they found another 13 cases. Now, if they're going to find it in New Leaf, for crying out loud, you can find it anywhere, I would think. Right. But hopefully, hopefully, I just hope that the, the homeless aren't affected. Hmm. Uh, my next question: How prepared were you in the stoppage? When did you like? When was when was the when did you kick off the campaign? Like, oh shit, we got to get this is what this is what we're, we're going to be dealing with for the next two years. Or when was <coughs> day one for you? You know, when uh, when I saw this, and I was starting to watch it when it was in China. 
when they started using the, the pandemic word and the media and you know and some of the uh, people coming out of the White House and National uh, Homeland Security and stuff, I started really mulling it over. What did we need to do as a police department? And I talked to the fire chief, who's a real smart guy, and uh, so we I started you know went to one of my command staff people and said, hey, let's really crank up the personal protective equipment. Make sure that everybody's taken care of. Let's get goggles. Make sure we have plenty of gloves. Let's get face masks ahead of time. And if it doesn't happen, it's okay. We need that stuff anyway. But I'd rather do it now. Right. Well, that was probably three weeks, two weeks, three weeks before um, we d went to shelter in place here. And we still haven't gotten that material. Yeah. Um, I, that happened with me. My, my wife ordered. She was on it. She ordered right. 300 masks. I'm wearing one of them. Right. In like February 1st. And we got them just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to, to Angela. She said it's only it's 127 cases so far, two deaths. Uh, um, how 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 have we been able to? Why have we got such a low count here? And how are we do, we're doing a good job with it? Do you know why? Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me. No. 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 I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not a scientist, right. but all I can do is trust those people a lot smarter than me. So when I listen to people who are reasonable, like Dr. Uh, Fauci and and uh, Dr. Newell and, and some of the others, I ha you have to trust them. Yeah. I mean, we have no option. But, w you know, I think that because we got on this really early here in our community and uh, maybe we're isolated from, you know, Santa Clara in many ways, that uh, that has really helped us in terms of not having the spread. Now. I would love to see the calculations and the theories that they put into this rather than just the, you know, the direction we've been given. Right. Not that I might even be able to understand it, right. but it would at least allow us to take a look at it and say, okay, well, I, I see how they theorized that we could have had hundreds of people die here in our community. Yeah. And that's the original projections were in the hundreds. Hmm. What, what crimes are more prevalent? Is pre are more prevalent? Is domestic violence up? No. It's not up. Because that was one thing they worry about people staying at home. Hmm. And they're like, uh oh, here we go. This is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you and Lawless, you see. <laughs> I'm laughing. You, you do shit that you don't want to do. I put together that you damn dresser over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, she took it back over from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Domestic violence uh, is is uh, is about the same. Uh, you know, what we use is a standard deviation model, where you take a look at it over a seven-year period. And if it goes out of the range of what's normal for the seven-year period, then you really start getting concerned. Okay. So it has not gone out of the range there. Uh, commercial burglaries did. Uh, we, it, we, uh, the first couple of weeks, we got hit really hard. Uh, hard enough for, the, for us to not then deploy officers in these undercover cars. What, place, what places were getting burgled? Was there just uh, a certain type of business? Well, there were a couple of different types of businesses. Okay. Um, a couple of surf shops got hit. I was involved in that, one yeah. of them, because they thought it got I, – I actually broke the case. That cove water got hit. My yeah, buddy's no, paddleboard's place got hit. Because we, we had an attempted break-in, and then uh, Capitola PD called and said, hey, we, we found some stuff that might be yours. And it turned out it wasn't. But, right. I, but I found out who it was. Oh really? Yeah. Really. So that and it turned out that I'm you hiring. You know. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good. At <laughs> My wife said that too. She goes, "Damn, you're good." Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I found out was uh, I deciphered because when when the retail stores tag stuff, they punch a hole through the tag. Right. And uh, there was no holes in the tag, so it was it was the it was the manufacturer. Wow. That had right. been burglarized. Right. And right. So that's how I was able to crack the case. Wow. Th see, that's there's some evidence mm -hmm. right there. Good job, teacher. Thank you. Spectacle <laughs> 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 Restrictions from city to county. 
and why if there are why are they no we we try to be pretty consistent with the okay. county i mean if they put out something you know martin's direction martin bernal's direction has been let's try to be as consistent as possible with the county um now from county to county it varies significantly or it can uh, but you still have to stay within the state order but uh, we're even seeing counties now going outside of the governor's order but um so we'll see you know i was gonna say um i see a lot of businesses that are like kind of shady being open and uh, like ice cream stores and such do you are you been getting a lot of calls of people no. concerned in the community about stuff happening like that yeah we get a lot of calls of people you know all the way from there's a person walking down 41st street without a mask on right i mean okay well send the swat team um <laughs> you know to hey this store's open it doesn't seem right that they're open and so we'll send an officer and go and talk to the people there and find out you know we'll take the order which is pretty complex and mm -hmm. like uh, one person complained that one of the tobacco shops in santa cruz was open and so we went and took a look at it liquor store it's okay to be open tobacco shop it's not mm -hmm. and uh so we looked at it went in there well what they had done is they brought in under the first order um essential foods you know, beef jerky and potato chips and right. and water and so said, right hey, we're we're complying, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, we sell a couple cigars here and there, which, hey, what's wrong with that? But um, so, yeah, we check them, evaluate them, check with the public health officer, and sometimes they'll say, no, that can't be open. Mm -hmm. And so we go back and tell them, hey, you can't be open. They're like, okay, well, we'll close it down or else go open the back door. Right. So there's, there's some leniency here. Yeah. It's not – well, we're trying to really use judgment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, we're all in this together. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we don't want people to, you know, to starve to death. But at the same time, uh, we wa do want them to comply so we can get this stupid thing over with and get back to our lives. Um, our, our motto has, you know, with our direction to our officers has been, listen, educate first. And so we, we put out a lot of education. I put out a tweet that um, got like half a million views. It's actually 200 and some thousand views. And then uh, in our Facebook post along with it got over over 1.5 million uh, views on it. And then it got picked up by the national media and stuff because we're citing people for 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven caper, yeah. So that, I mean, we got to, we're trying to educate and get the word out as much as we possibly can. Right. Mm -hmm. Then we're engaging with people directly and saying, hey, you know, you can't fish off the pier right now or you can't, you know, you can't go in the water at one point. And uh, and most people were respectful. You get a few FUs, but yeah. that's part of policing. Yeah. And then finally, do enforcement. We've written several hundred tickets. Hmm. Have, wow. you looked at, have, have you looked into city budget impacts from co uh, from COVID? And all, all city officials, police department, um, receive the same salaries. Was that going to change? Do you think, based upon obviously we have no tax revenue right now? Oh yeah, we're we're getting hit hard. And the city managers already um, has already told. The public that there's going to be significant cutbacks, and then on top of it, um, the executive team, my group of peers, and I, you know, we already told the city manager, hey, like we'll voluntarily voluntarily take a 10% pay cut right now. Okay. Wow. And um, so that's done, yeah. and now they're negotiating with all the unions to figure out what they're going to do. Right, right, um, right. And that, you know, I don't want to preempt that, but no. uh, that'll take a little bit of time. When your budget's so difficult already. You know, I feel like uh, as a community member myself, I don't want your budget to be affected. No. You know, yeah, like but there's really no options because, um, you know, about, you know, there's different funds and the general fund is where most of, of the streets get paved, uh, you know, and all that kind of thing. 
there's enterprise funds, which is like your water and thing and so forth that you pay for. So the out of the general fund budget, police and fire are a significant portion of that of that budget. So if and that's where most of the tax revenues go. Right. So if you're going to fix that, you really just can't leave police and fire out of it. Mm -hmm. And so we there's going to have to be something, but we're trying to do everything we can not to affect, you know, the 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 sworn the sworn side of the house. And uh, but uh, there's going to be some pain, you know. But we and we don't know how extensive this is going to be. If this mm -hmm. goes on for a few more months, I mean, I mean, I, I can't imagine how much tax revenue you generate for the city of Capitola. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm a county, but I do. Oh, have a are store. you really? I do, yeah, I do have a store in Capitola. Well, they should freaking annex this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a store in Capitola too, and they do enjoy um, our our taxes for sure. Yeah. And what has surprised you most about the pandemic, and uh, what are your thoughts on how we can get the community to rise up again once we, you know, once like the boardrooms opened up? I think it would be automatic. That I think it'd be somewhat automatic, but yeah. Uh, I, well, it's, it depends. It depends on how fiscally, you know, people are hurting. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot of pent up people though ready to go. I mean, last last night I got a burrito for dinner from uh, Palomar. And uh, when I walked over there from the house to, to pick up my burrito at the back door there, um, the line of cars was all the way through Fraser Lane there out onto the street. Hmm. So I think people are really, you know, charged up. They're ready. They're anxious to get out and do some stuff. So yeah. this could be a pretty busy summer, and I hope it is for the, for the restaurants, the stores, the, you know, and all the, all the people who really sacrificed. Hope we can help them catch up a little bit. Yeah. And I hope that every hotel is packed to the to the brim, and they get great prices for it, and you know, so our community can thrive. True. I think a lot of people come back, even if it's for a day trip, because maybe you can't afford to go take the wakeboard boat out, right? But you can afford to come to the Santa Cruz for the day, right? Or you know, go to the beach for a few hours. And I I hope it'll bounce right back. I would hate to have to sell expensive items right now. And luckily for this business, it's all kind of affordable impulse items. Right. But to sell refrigerators, I think it would be a really tough thing to do after this pandemic ends. Yeah. Right. Because um, I know everybody's money's going to run out, because I know mine is. Right. So it's, it's just how it's going to be. Yep. Keith, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Hey, man, it's I been nice. It. I want to, but last but not least, I want to thank uh, doctors, nurses, and first responders, and again, to obviously to you and your staff, and uh, yeah. the great job that you're doing. I know it's got to be it's got to be tough. I was remembering the first night we had you on the show, and then you were new to town, just started, and you had this "we're going to be transparent" yeah, mentality coming into it. And yeah. I want to congratulate you for doing that. And I feel like the reputation of the Santa Cruz Police Department has improved tremendously since you've been here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I really do. I really do think that that's um, what's going on. And, 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 and if I see it, this community sees it. So I, I continue the good work, and I know the speed bump will end. And we'll be back into our smoothness. Into our groove. Yeah, right back into our groove. It's going to happen. But um, I just wanted to say thanks because yeah. you said that the first time we met you. And I feel like here we are a couple of years later and you're doing that. And it's, it's made a big difference. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Bet. Chief, thank you very much. You bet. Just if I can just say one more thing. Sure. Say whatever you want. Well, just for the doctors and the nurses and the medical staff. Yeah. I mean, they're in the hot zone, mm -hmm. uh, you know, every single day. And while we have we what we may brush into it with people who are less than honorable folks, they do it every single day and with great care and compassion and and on behalf of the police officers and the firefighters, I can tell you we have unbelievable amount of respect for the doctors, nurses and medical staff that have just been stellar through this whole yeah. thing. 
Amen. Pe- people we took for granted before now uh, are on top of the, you know, like the pinnacle. Yeah. So at every uh, level. At every I mean, level. it's the, from the receptionist to the brain surgeon, yeah. you know, like every level of so it. Yeah. There's a silver lining. In s- there's a little bit of a silver lining in this. So I get a little bit of that 9-11 firefighter vibe out of this. And uh, yeah. uh, hopefully America will continue to yeah. um, show their respect to first responders and the medical yeah. people in this country. So, yeah. yeah. Who's next on a big show coming up? Uh, Jason Ratboy Collins. We have the chief of police, is Jason Ratboy Collins. That's a big We squeeze him in between Anthony Rufo and Ratboy, the chief comes on. We mix it up here, everybody. Tuesday night, Jason Ratboy Collins on the show. Next up, Ratboy. And we got a big, we got a, oh, big hush, hush, top secret. Secret show coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Secret show. Yeah, just pay attention. Thanks, guys. Andy Mills, thank you very much. All right, you guys, we'll see you Tuesday night. Thanks again for tuning in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah.